Hi, everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to do a little pet talk and also to talk to Veronica and ask her some questions. We've got some good questions today that came in. And I want to start off today with some very good news. My dog, Guinness, I'm going to be 19 here pretty quick. He has been responding so well to... Now, I remember I told you all that he had he had onset of dementia, and he was starting to get, I'll say, really confused here and there. So, and my my herbalist Mark says, you know, he says what you got to do. He's lost most of his sight. He's lost most of his hearing. He says what you got to do here. He says you got to stimulate his brain with his snout, you know, with sniffing stuff, and he's, and he calls it sniff therapy. So I started doing that, and he also said. Give him a teaspoon of coconut oil morning and night. Now, Guinness loves the coconut oil. He'll eat it right off my finger. So it's been no problem. And I've started a new sniff therapy regimen in the morning. I get up around 6-ish, take Guinness straight outside. I have marigolds planted, lemongrass planted, um, eucalyptus, all kinds of mint plants. And I have it in a big circle, the pot big circle out on my back porch here. And what I do every morning is I take him into that circle. So he's forced, if he's going to do any sniffing, he's forced to sniff these plants. He goes from plant to plant to plant, sniff, 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 sniff. And when he first gets up in the morning, he's a bit groggy. I give him the coconut oil, and then we go straight outside. No eating, no, you know, I said we're going to go to the potty, and we're going to do sniff. He sniffs every one of them. It takes about a half hour for him to sniff every plant thoroughly. But I have to tell you all, when I bring him back inside, he's much more alert. He looks at me. Um, and I know he can't see out of the one eye, but the other eye is focused on me. And when I talk to him, he responds. So I've been doing this now for about two months. And I have to say, knock on wood, he's a lot better. Now, I don't know whether to attribute it to just the coconut oil the sniff therapy, or the fact that I watch him like a hawk. Um, but for his age and what he's got going on, the natural means that I am employing him greatly. And his brain, is, I'll say it's come back maybe 10 15% from where it was. And I can't tell you how thrilled I am. He's acting more and more like his young self than he is his older self. Now, yeah, he's still got a lot of problems. And, yeah, he's still got the heart thing. But I'm treating it all with natural herbs and stuff, one pharmaceutical to to make the heart, you know, beat properly. And that's it. Um, I did take him in the car the other day, which was a little bit more of a problem because I have to make a pillow for it because he tends now not to be able to hold himself firmly on the seat so he could slide forward and fall off. He sits and looks out the window and yells at people. I love it. I mean, he's starting to come back a little bit. So I'm just thrilled. And every day I look at it and it's a gift, just a complete gift. So, Tony, how is everybody over there in Maine? Sorry about that. Uh, everyone's good. And uh, no complaints right now, Alex does have a cracked tooth, um, so I've got to, you know, address that. That said, it's not urgent, but I know I need to get on that. 
and that's about it. Yeah, well, we're moving into summertime. It's getting hot and everything. I got Guinness's swimming pool out. He has a little swimming pool that I fill up with water, and yeah. it's 90 degrees all all week this week. So after we get done with the show today, I'm taking him out and putting him in the pool just to let him walk around a little bit, feel the water, you know. I mean, yeah. all this therapy that I'm doing with him is helping. Um, am I going to cure him of this? No, but I can certainly steal as much time from the universe as I can with him, and I plan on doing that for sure. So anyways, I am so glad that everything's happening good in Maine and it's happening okay here in California. It's pretty hot this week. It's like 93, 94, and it's a, I thank God it's a dry heat. We had some humidity the other day that was reminiscent of Michigan. Do you have humidity there in Maine? We do, um, but it's not as bad as it would be in Michigan for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm gonna go get Veronica, and okay. you can shuffle off to Buffalo like you do so well. Thank you, darling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Um, as I always say, we have great questions, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's i n n e r whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, good day to you. We are here. Good day to you. Um, I am on my... Here we go. I found them. No, I didn't. Hold on, everyone. There we go. Our first question is coming from Don, Veronica. Do we decide how long we will live in the linear? Well, all of you make a plan, we'll call it a blueprint, of what you wish to accomplish, when you're going to come in, how you're going to pick your page, everything you pick ahead of time. And you go in with kind of a blueprint plan. And along the way, there are exit points. So that if you choose to exit before the planned departure, you can. You don't move out of the reality until you decide you're going to. But the length of time varies, and it's beautiful that you can change your mind if you want to. Leave early, stay late. It's up to you. And it, it's decided by each of you. There's no universal power saying, oh, you said, you know, December 5th, and that's when you have to go. No, that's not how it works at all. It is all choice. All right. Our next question is coming from Earth. What happens to evil, vicious people when they go back home? Do they feel sorry that they were so bad when they were incarnated? When you are on the other side, you have access to all of your experiences. When people get angry, vicious, evil, they are usually separated in the linear from their soulful energy. And they start participating more and more and more in the ego. And the ego is very self-important and very self-focused. And a lot of times, left to its own devices, the ego will create an atmosphere that's all about the ego and can move into a perspective where they don't care about anybody else but themselves. 
Now, when you cross out of the life, you're able to see that, and you're able to see all the other times that you participated, and maybe they were a little better. So when they go back, there is a moment of awareness that happens that sometimes isn't available or just simply ignored in the linear. There is much lamentation when an energy recognizes that they have been living, you know, we'll say on the dark side of it. And there is normally feelings of sadness, regret, oh my God, you know, what did I do type of moment. The sorriness isn't necessary. What has to happen is change. What has to happen is that you look at it and you go, oh, no, I was completely wrong. And I'm not sorry about it, but I am appalled by it, and therefore I will strive to make changes the next time I incarnate myself. Now, it can be a slippery slope dealing with the ego, and it can be a slippery slope when you get into the reality and make some choices that aren't the best for you. But when you cross over, you always see clearly, and you may argue a little bit, because sometimes you're so planted in your ego that you can't, you know, push yourself. But your guides are there. All the energies and angelics are there. They support. They point out. They're loving about it. And they decide for you how you're going to proceed. They help you make a good decision so that you will perhaps rescind, resolve, and change your appalling behavior that you just left. And again, we're going to say it's not necessary to be sorry. It's necessary to be appalled, which is like another level up in that moment. So we would say hopefully they decide to make the changes and come back and fix, balance, and regenerate anything that they may have destroyed or caused problems with. All right, our next question is coming from Trevor. After we die, do we keep our individuality? Absolutely. Every action, every deed, every great moment, every not-so-great moment, all of your individual experiences are registered in your consciousness. They will stay there forever. And you will always identify yourself by who you were in this particular life and who you were in all the other particular lives. So you don't lose the individuality. You keep that. You do, however, participate on the other side in a more cohesive, loving energy, which sometimes doesn't exist on Earth so much, but you never are homogenized. You're never mixed into a huge bath of energy and become something else. You're always going to be you. Now, you've had different names, you've had different circumstances, and some of you even were on different planets. But every nuance of what you have experienced stays with you. And it's your experience and your awareness that makes you the individual that you are. So, yes, you keep your individuality, absolutely. All right, our next and last question, unfortunately, is from Susan. Do our spirit guides know everything about us? Oh, yes. Your spirit guides have to know everything about you. And a lot of them are friends that maybe didn't incarnate with you this time. 
that they thought, well, you know, we're not going to incarnate, but we'll, we'll guide you through it. The spirit guides need to know the good, the bad, and the ugly so that they can help you when you slip off your path or can cheer you on when you're doing something really good. Your spirit guides are focused completely upon you. They are the best friends you have while incarnate. And you'll be the best friends you have when you're not incarnate. They care about you. They want you to be better, and they want you to grow and evolve in any way possible. Now, it's even better if you've maybe had a lifetime or two with one of your guides, because then they've experienced firsthand some of the same things you did. But your guides will always defend you. They will always, you know, and they'll tell you when you're wrong, too. (laughs) They have no problem with that. But they're the best friends you're ever going to have or know because they know everything about you and they love you anyway. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that'd be great. All right. Well, everyone, those were interesting questions, as always. Um, You know, I always don't be shy. You want to ask another question that might have been asked today, feel free to. Uh, and again, write into innerwhispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Okay. It It is important every day to look around you and appreciate your reality. Now, you may not like your reality sometimes, and but appreciating it, even if it's a harsh lesson, appreciating the reality as it unfolds in front of you is something that you all should be aware of and participate in. You didn't come here to make it rosy and pretty all the time. Sometimes you have come and incarnated in this place to participate in things that might be gritty, that might be difficult, that might be just plain crazy on a lot of levels. But you come here to do it with a focus and a determination to accomplish and become better for it. So even if something is unfolding that it's not exactly what you wanted, appreciate it for what it is and allow the lesson to come forward towards you and appreciate whatever that lesson is. So every day, find a moment, find an object, find the thing that you look at and know that you've created and appreciate the fact that you created it, even if it was a negative moment. Because sometimes through awareness of negativity, some real positive things can happen. So don't judge your experiences by positive and negative so much. Judge them about how fluid and how available they are to help you grow and expand and appreciate what you have created at the moment. It is something that will help you as you move through your day. Find that one thing. You don't have to sit and pontificate or think about, you know, 30 things. One. There's plenty of time in your day to appreciate one thing that you have created and allow that appreciation to expand your awareness. That is probably some of the most astute thoughts that you can have. So bring them into yourself and Find that thing to appreciate. Appreciate your creation. And don't judge it. Just appreciate it. And recognize that even sometimes from negativity, great positive things can happen. 
Okay, great message, and I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. And we'll be back with you next week with more questions. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.